Monet, I was just looking up the Anchor app. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Something to do with podcasts, right? Okay, so Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And they have this like creation tool that lets you record a podcast and edit it right from your phone or your computer. Oh, that's right, because they can distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast distribution places, right? Oh, and you will get the listeners, honey, and when you get the listeners, you make the coin thought mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing. You actually don't have to have a minimum listenership to get money. You can still make coins. So it's essentially every single thing you need to make a podcast all in one place. Oh, you're just so tickled. You love the idea of making podcasts. I love you, Monet. I love you. Now listen, if you want to download the free Anchor app, you can also go to anchor.fm and get started. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Monet Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. Doing sibling rivalry live on um, a stereo, the stereo, the one and only stereo app. This is the only one. I feel like since we're talking about black hair, you are really uh, y'all can't see Monet's look right now is really appropriate for this. <laughs> and I, mine, mine is like maybe a nod to uh, extra updoism. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I th- yeah, I think, yeah. It could, that that kind of that classifies as black hair. Not not me going. Yeah, black hair. So for those of you who are just joining us, this is uh, we're on the Sarah Live app. My name is Bob the Drag Queen, and I am Monet Exchange. And this is uh, Sibling Rivalry Live, which is our um, we've 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 partnered up with Stereo. And now we get to do these. Uh, oh my god, it's Monet. It's feels like we have a radio show. Like to, like this feels like we have a fucking radio show to me. I love this. I'm obsessed. It really does, and I and I have sent many emails to Sirius. I'm like, girl, y'all are missing the train on something really fierce. Y'all better y'all better hop on before we leave the station. So maybe this will be we, to a Sirius show. <laughs> yeah. I think this. I think the the train's pulled up. So we're we're talking about we're talking about black hair today. And first of all, I want to talk about your what is your journey with black hair? What is your black hair journey? Like a drag or like in life, black hair. Well, I think, okay, first of all, let's just make one thing clear. Okay, I I can't talk about Monet. I can only discuss myself. Monet can disclose her hair story with you all on her own terms. I am balding. So in real life, my hairline is probably three or four inches back from where, like a good three fingers back from where it used to be. And when I met Monet, I had hair. I had a head full of hair. I had dreadlocks. I had a Dreadlocks, bitch. um, But then somewhere around 28 my hair started falling out and I, I would say I chopped my, well, here's what, what was disheartening for me. I chopped all my hair off before I got back. I remember getting one haircut in particular and there was a blog on my YouTube page that shows the haircut that hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I got one haircut in particular and I was like, oh my God, my hairline is back. It is far back. And I'm, Jay, I hope you can put in this video. I'll, I'll see the video. Girl, I was like, no, 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 not this. This is not the tea. So then the next time, I, the next day, I just sh- I, I shaved my head, and I I haven't looked back since. But then I tried to grow my hair back again recently, and I realized how much time it has. I'm now 34. I'm about to be 35 in a couple of months. And bitch, there's been progress. 
in the wrong direction. <laughs> do our do the men in your family have ball? Are no, no, they all have wow. hair, Monet. All of them have hair. My dad has hair. Okay, not my uncle Steve. Never, never. My uncle Steve is completely bald. But John John, my, the other guys, John John has hair. Uncle Ray's bald too. You know, I'm not thinking, Scotty. <laughs> But I was like, no, Scotty. literally everyone has that. Well, well, not so John Ray, Uncle Scotty. <laughs> okay, John John, Uncle uh, Scotty, and my brother, and my cousin Bentley, and Andy, and my cousin Scooter, they all have hair. It's just me, Uncle Ray, and Uncle Steve. By the way, we also look, we share the most DNA. Like, we look, I look like my Uncle Steve. I look like my um, Uncle Ray. We We have a lot in common. I'll well, you know, that. and they say your hair comes from your mother's father, so that's where your hair genes come from. Your your I your. Think that's maternal... a, I don't think that's DNA. I don't think that's genetics. I don't think that's science. I think, I think it is like an old wives. I think that's an old wives' tale. I think. I think I think that science has proven it comes from your maternal grandfather. Father, I think I think that's how that works. What's your hair story? What's 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 going on under your wig? Um, I I am unlike Bob. I am bald by choice. Um, I I you can't want to grow stop hair. the cap. The, the the wig is the cap. Okay, let's not live the lives of the cap too much. <laughs> I let you tell your story. Tell my story. I am bald by choice. <laughs> I choose to shave my head uh, every couple of days, and sometimes like when I don't shave, it may look a little thin. But trust me, it grows. No, girl, bitch, I am bald. I am. I am as Latrice said to Santina on episode. Take off your cap, you balding bitch. Okay, that's me. I'm balding bitch. <laughs> So, and um, a lot Don't of the men in my bald. I'm bitches. <laughs> <laughs> my brother is bald, and like a lot of the men on my mother's side of the family are thin or bald. But all of the men on my dad's, which Grant, I don't know that many men on my, I don't know that many people from my dad's side of the family, but from the few that I have met, like on my paternal like ancestry, they have hair. So I think it does come from from the maternal side. And I started balding. I want to say like when I was like twenty. Two or twenty three is when I started. The hairline started to go back, and I started to like get thin up there. And I, I held. I was, I was, I was one of those niggas. I bitch. I was holding on. I said, no, not me, Jesus. You can't. In you my can't. opinion, you can't hold on. You have. I mean, there are people. Okay, you know what? Actually, I want to reiterate that this is not specifically black hair, but like Jinx Monsoon held on for very long, and then she got the surgery, and now her hair looks amazing. Asad Yakub yes. held on for long, got the surgery, hair looks amazing. Detox, detox did it. Um, I, I want to ask you that. Would you do it? Like, I've seen people do the surgery. I've heard of, and I was like, oh, shit, this shouldn't work for black people. But there have been some rappers. LeBron James did it. Tiger did it. Like, a lot of, like, black pe- men have done it. And it works. Would you get that hair follicle transplant surgery thing? Would you do it? Okay, first of all, I want to see for sure, because a lot of the black people in Hollywood also use that spray stuff. They tattoo their heads. Like, the amount of work people will go through to keep their hair, which, by the way, I understand. Your hair is part of your identity. I get it. But the work they go through, the tattooing of the head, the all this stuff to make it look like you have more hair underneath. So, you, you get money. They tattoo underneath so that the scalp is dark and the hair looks like more hair. Yeah, oh, I get it. Like, yeah, I get it. But oh my god, but oh my god, I've never said this out loud. So <laughs> last January, yeah. when Bob and I went on the Civil Rivalry. Oh, I cannot deal. believe you're about to acknowledge this. I have I been mean... respecting your wishes and I've not said anything about it. 
When we did the Tim Robbery tour, we went to the UK. I got a full-on man weave. Bob was at my apartment like weeks before that, and we're looking at man weave videos. It was him, I think Jacob, and somebody else, and we're looking at man weave videos. I was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. So I found one, a lady in New York, who did it, and bitch, I got a full-on man weave on my head. I, I if y'all want to see it, go to my YouTube page and look up the uh, the. The bobbing around about the UK, about about uh, our UK tour. And you can see Monet's man weaving there. And then, okay, here's the thing. So I videoed the whole process. I also videoed myself ripping it. So, so okay, so I had it on. Before we left for the UK, I had it on for like three weeks. But as you guys know, I go to the gym a lot. And so what was happening was I was sweating under it. And it was causing, like, my scalp to get irritated. So by the time we were on the flight going to the UK, my scalp was so tender. It was so irritated. It was so sore. So, bitch, during... So when we so we 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 fly into we, we're going to like a really small Holland. town. We're going to we're gonna lay over in Holland, Amsterdam. On Amsterdam, 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 Amsterdam. Because we were going to Newcastle, but there's no direct flight to Newcastle. We had to stop at Amsterdam. Amsterdam to Newcastle, bitch. When we got to Amsterdam, I was like, I had to take this off my head. So I went downstairs to the bathroom at the airport and I ripped the fucking man weave off <laughs> my head. I had the whole video of it. Bob, should I put it together and put it on our Patreon? Should I do that? You need to. I never thought you'd ever discuss this, and I have been very respectful. You must acknowledge. <laughs> you um, have. Monet went down, ripped off her toupee, bought that <laughs> shit back, and was like, and then showed it and was like, girl, look. So now Monet has, because when you get this thing, they oh, buzz. The little thin hair you have, they buzz it all off. So Monet girl. had a on uh, George Jefferson. Girl! <laughs> Because they, they they mix it with your hair on the side. Let's take a couple of questions before we get too behind. Hey, y'all. It's Joya. Um, in regards to black hair, do you really think that there is, you know, quote unquote, good hair? Or do you think good hair is just what you make of it? Good hair is what you make of it. I don't prescribe to the good hair thing. A, a lot, like many black folk, we all grew up thinking that the people with the easy, ma- the the people with the like the soft, easily managed hair that that is not super kinky, that's like fine. Oftentimes, by 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 mixed black folk, like that's good hair. That's the hair you should have. We all grew up knowing that, and now I'm so happy to see that so many black people, specifically black women, are embracing natural and and their kinky hair and making it a thing. And it's so beautiful to see. But there is no such thing as good fucking hair bitch all hair is good hair you have to t- how you take care of it and, you, and the pride you put into your hair i mean i grew up with full-on nigga hair i mean my hair is like <laughs> it is nappy your hair cannot get nappier than my hair is like, i have a real old pad hair and I've, over my life i've had all the hair. i've had dreadlocks i've had braids i've had the afro i've had a mohawk i've had i've been bald Everything but a mullet I've had, basically. And I did go through a phase in seventh and eighth grade, or eighth grade, I think, where I was conking my hair, where I was uh, relaxing my hair. Oh, my God. Um, S-curl? I use S-curl. It was Bitch, because, I used um, to S-curl my hair, too. I used to S-curl my hair. Felt, oh, my God. And I felt so bad about my I hated my hair so much. And I saw Cisco was there. was like platinum blonde and bone straight. And I was like, I want that. I remember doing it to my hair. Girl, and oh my God. Yes. And getting so much validation for my hair. People being like, this is, this is good hair. And that really did affect me, especially going forward when my hair would grow out because girl, growing out of, growing out of S curl is rough. Cause you have Afro <laughs> with some fucking soft hair on top. Like it looks like black hair with white hair on top of it. It is crazy. And also when you get the S curl, it is, it doesn't, it does not flow like, white people's hair it is 
It is stiff. It is brittle. It is dry. If you run too hard in the wind, it will snap off. It is not. There's a great documentary called um, Good Hair. Uh, Chris Rock hosted, and it's about the black hair business and how apparently, like, black hair is like 90% of the market of hair in general. In, in America, which is crazy because we're like less than 15% of the population, but we buy 90% of the hair products. What's that good? That is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah we still I mean, have the smallest aisle at the fucking Walmart. The aisle hello? is like a, a shelf. Girl. And, you know, and I had to say, like, that using escrow is such a black experience. Like, I know so many, and 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 also, did you, did you do the escrow thing? And did you try to act like, oh no, girl, this is just how my hair grows. I'm escrow. I don't know what you're talking about. This is how no. my hair is. That's that's very Monet. I did not do that, girl. I didn't. <laughs> also, what do you mean? That's very Monet. Cousin, my cousins using um because you know typically the older people use dark and lovely, and younger people would use just for me, just yeah. for me. J-U-S-T-F-O-R-M-E. Um, but I remember like having my cousins having to sit down and get their hair permed and just hating it. It is tor- it's torturing your hair. And it burns your skin. Bitch, you know how many times I burn my scalp from escrow? So escrow es- 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 is like, a re- it's, a, it's a relaxer. And it is a fucking chemical that will burn your fucking skin. And bitch, I used to burn my scalp. I used to burn my ear because I would because I would want to leave the escrow on as long as possible so I get the most straight, yeah. curly ass hair. It was crazy. And, and you find the sweet spot between literally burning your hair off and uh-huh. straightening it. The the women in my family do have a have a problem with being bald on the side. Have you ever did any of the women in your family have a problem with being bald on the side? Yeah, my biological mom. That's how she was. Yeah, it's like it's like a gap but like in your temple where you just don't have hair. And, and, yeah. and I've never seen anyone but black women have this, ever. Well, it's because black women for centuries have been abusing their hair because it because because European centric hair having soft long straight flowy silky hair so black women have been abusing their hair their hair by relaxing it and perming it for all of these centuries so it's just like your hair and, and, and imagine imagine straightening and relaxing your hair from the time you've been 12 10 years old bitch by the time you're like 25 30 years old your hair is like I'm done yeah I'm done leave me alone. I mean, my mom just stopped. There is, I feel like I'm back in Washington Heights. There is like some bumping music outside my window. And I'm like, am I back? It, it, it really, I feel like I'm literally transported back to Washington Heights. Like, this is crazy. Do um, y'all anyway, just hear I'm, this white ass bitch talking about some, there is music bumping. Ew, get that hard G out of here. Get that hard G the fuck out of here. Bumping, Bob, bumping. Please. Yeah, well, that's, that's okay. That's how I talk. First of all, do not try to say that I that uh, that, that using G's makes yes, you it's white. talking white. Yeah, it's, it's talking white. I said wow, what I said. Wow, it's the problematic for me. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I I think that um, what I'm um, my mom just stopped uh, relaxing her hair in her late fifties. Wow, like in so her late. Wow. So she's wearing this little her little afro. My mom's been wearing her hair like short forever, and then. In her 50s, she was like, I think, honestly, it was after she had chemo. After her chemo, she was like, I don't want to, I'm afraid to punish my hair. I've, I've done I've done it so dirty. So I'm just going to wear my little afro. Let's take another question. Okay. Hi, Bob. Hi, Monet. This is Brittany, actually, B. Nixon, over on you guys' Patreon. Hope you guys are having a great day. I love you guys, by the way. So my question for you guys is, have you ever had anyone... 
kind of come at you sideways when it came to um, drag hair, like hair that you, or wigs that you guys have chosen for drag, whether it's undermining the style or the texture or the quality because it's quote-unquote black hair. And also, on the flip side of that, have you guys ever felt some type of way about seeing a Caucasian queen in like a dreadlock wig or a fro wig or cornrows or something like that? How do you handle or how do you, I guess, feel about all of that happening in the drag community? What's your take well, on I, as black queens? Let me hop on this one. I love you guys. Thank this. you. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I want to hop on this one day because I was on RuPaul's Drag Race wearing my afro, wearing what I thought was really elegant. Yeah, I thought I felt really beautiful and really elegant. And yeah, then episode I got two. Episode two. Yep, and I got called ratchet, and I was like, "Why am I ratchet?" Like, I really didn't see it. I really did not see what she meant when she thought I looked ratchet. I thought I looked really elegant and nice. So yeah, I have had that before. Um, and also, one time I had BB Benet, BB Tahar Benet said something to me. We were in the dressing room and she was like, well, Bob, because you never wear natural hair. And I was like, what? She said, you're always wearing like long and straight hair. And I was like, that's not true. <laughs> like, that's, I wear dreadlocks. I wear afros. I like, so it, that was a weird moment where, B, where BB was like, because you're always wearing straight hair. I was like, girl, I don't know what you're talking about, but sure, go off, sis. Um, how, and when and when terms of white queens wearing fros or cornrows or box braids, I always just look at them like, oh, I mean, that was a very interesting choice you've made today. It is, and one in particular. So, um, something that Bob and I used to do a lot in the city, and we still do it, you know, in our drag. It's it's part of our style. Is that we will like take an afro, and we'll like tie it up and put it in, and, and not just us, and we'll like. You know, a lot of queens do it too, uh, but in New York City specifically, but not specifically, specifically tying it up in a hair head wrap and like having like a little sticking out, blah blah blah. And there's a queen in New York City, Holly Day. If, if you know her, you know her. And Holly Day to this day, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't even have to tell you to say her name, but you literally <laughs> threw this bitch's name down so hard. <laughs> And Holly Day loves to do that. And it's always so cringy to me. And, and so we would do Queen together. And then she would want to put her hair into style. And every time I would be there, she'd be like, I'm like, can you come do this for me? It's like, and it was just something so dismissive about her being like, um, can you come and do the little, like, it, what it felt like she was saying to me is, can you come do this little black hairstyle on me? I want to I wanna do wear the little black hairstyle like you. Like, again, she, not, she did not say those words. That was the feeling it made me feel. And it always makes, it, it always felt so uncomfortable. I'm like, bitch, hey, you look fucking stupid wearing your hair like that. It doesn't fit your vibe, your aesthetic, and you're trying to do it to be like, to look like, inner city because anytime she wears that hairstyle she's wearing like denim cut off shorts or she's wearing like hoops so, and, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. and doing like graffiti by or, you or know? some shit and, yeah. and she's like well, can you come do your little nigger hairstyle for me it'd be great <laughs> so much <laughs> Listen, if you're like me, you're missing your workout routine and your favorite fitness instructor, okay? I used to go down to Temple, take class with my friend Matt Griffin early in the morning so I could miss the rush. Now, there are at-home alternatives, but they're just not the same. I've been looking for an experience that makes me feel like I am back in class, moving with my favorite instructors to heart-pounding playlists. So that is what led me to the Soul Cycle at Home Bike. Okay, the Soul Cycle at Home Bike converts your home into a Soul Cycle studio. The 21-inch touchscreen houses a revolutionary sound system that is specifically engineered for this bike and Soul Cycle's iconic playlist. 
With unlimited access to live and on-demand soul cycle classes, you can be clipped in with your favorite instructors and be transported to the front row of the studio on your schedule. Your monthly membership also gives you unlimited access to the Equinox Plus app, where you can stream classes from other top tier brands like Equinox, Rumble, TV12, and Pure Yoga. You can get your Soul Cycle at home bike in just one to three weeks, and they have financing options available to make attaining goals more achievable. Riding a bike has a lot less impact for your knees. It's not like running on a treadmill or taking a, you know, a Stairmaster, which can be really bad for your knees. I have bad knees, so bikes are actually really, really good for me. Now get your Soul Cycle at home bike today by visiting mysoulcyclebike.com/rivalry and use promo code rivalry to get a free pair of at home select cycling shoes with your purchase. That's mysoulcyclebike.com/rivalry promo code rivalry to get a free pair of cycling shoes with the purchase of your Soul Cycle at home bike. mysoulcyclebike.com/rivalry promo code rivalry This episode is sponsored by Apostrophe, a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne seriously. Prescription acne treatment really works, but it's really hard to get. You have to take time off work to go see a doctor, sit in line at the pharmacy for your medications until Apostrophe. Now, Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board-certified dermatologist online. You get treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online questionnaire about your skin concerns and your medical history. Then just snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored just for you. The best part is that Apostrophe offers topical and oral medications so you can treat your acne from the inside out and the outside in. Apostrophe treats acne, and it can also help you hit other skincare goals. Like, have you ever had dark spots after a breakout? See, that's called post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, all right, or PIH. And Apostrophe has prescription medication that's the most effective and fastest way to get rid of your dark spots. Like, for example, I know for me, I'm working on moisture. I'm getting a little bit older. I want to feel a little bit softer. I want my skin to feel like it did when I was 18 years old, all right? And I also wear a lot of makeup, so I have to make sure that my the area around my eyes gets a lot of glitter, a lot of glue, and a lot of mistreatment. So I'm trying to just breathe life back into my skin. Apostrophe can tailor your plan to fit your specific skincare goals and needs. Get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com rivalry and use our code rivalry. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash rivalry and click begin visit. Then use the promo code rivalry at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash rivalry and use that code rivalry to get your dermatologist visit for $15 off. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. Also, if you are just joining us, my name is Bob Dracula here with Money Exchange. We're on the Serial app and we're talking about black hair. Let's take some more questions. Hi, Bob and Monet. So yes! everyone has been talking about the girl who like 
spray her hair and her edges with Gorilla Glue and it was like stuck to her head and like she can't get it off and it's been like that for a month. I don't know if y'all saw that, but do you have like an experience where you did something crazy that you weren't supposed to do to your hair and like you had to cut it off or like do something really drastic to fix your hair? Because I know like with black people, a lot of times we don't really know what to do with our hair or like what we can and can't do so like do you have an experience like that okay first of all i'm gonna say this i there is no way gorilla glue lady is real hey if you put those chemicals on your head from gorilla glue in your hair i don't i feel like there would have been another reaction not just oh it's really hard i feel like it would have damaged her skin or she would have had some type of i don't believe that I don't believe that because we we glue stuff. I've seen drag queens use glue, super glue, nail glue, weave bond, uh, uh, rubber cement, any Bob, kind of glue. It's been a month on her head. Like, there's no way. But I do agree that she's lying. I I think she's waking up every day using uh, blue magic or or, or something like green gel that comes in the jar and then acting like this for internet clout. I do not because I believe after a month. Your hair would, st- like, for example, after a month, your hair is still growing. Yeah. So it's not like the gel would stop your hair from growing. Also, she could use Goo Gone. She could use so many th- different things to loosen up the Gorilla Glue in her hair. So yeah. I think she's lying personally. But, um, but, yeah, that's that's what I think. Have you ever done anything crazy to your hair? No. Besides, I, I, I've, I've never been, like, Bob had, like, long hair. stuff. So I've never been a long hair girl. My mom was not a fan of men having long hair like my mom used to hate men with braids cornrows dress she was like to her she was like no you don't do that that does not that's she was not into that so i never i never had long hair so i never had any type of besides s girl the only thing that may have happened was my barber brought my hairline back to would you remember this when when you get your hairline when you get your hair cut and they would fucking cut your hairline too far back so you had to like grow it for a few more weeks before you get it cut again so your hairline is fucking going back and back and back and back that used to happen that to me nev- that, that has never happened to me i've never had a barber do except when i when my hairline itself was moving back because I was going bald, but I've never, I mean, I, I've had bad haircuts as a kid. One time, my my god brothers, my mom gave my god brother, who's babysitting me and my brother, gave them 20 bucks to get me and my brother's haircut. Or 10 okay. bucks, it was in the 90s, 10 bucks to get me and my brother's haircut. And instead of taking us to the barbershop to get our haircut, they took us to their friend who did it cheaper, and they pocketed the money, and then we had horrible haircuts. <laughs> and my mom, like, snapped on them, like, went bananas on them. I used to get razor bumps really, really, really bad. I still have hyperpigmentation from when I used to get it, but, but fucking, I don't know who it was. Someone put me onto Ten Skin. Ten Skin comes in this blue bottle. And I started doing that, and it, it like, cut it down by 50%. And then what honestly made it go away, like, like done, like, go away, was when I got my, when I got this area lasered. I got this, like, laser hair removal done on this area. And <clears throat> after that, it never happened, like, ever again. And I think what it is is because laser hair removal stops the hair from growing. So hair, hair still grows there, but I think that... Whatever, something with the laser and whatever, it made the hair not grow back as curly. So my hair hair still grows back, obviously, because I still have to shave there. But it's not as curly, so it's not causing razor bumps. And it's just gone away. That's what happens for me. Wait, I thought your laser was just on your chest and your back. You got it on your face, too? Can you still can you still just, grow a full beard? Just hair I got. I, I, I got it from, like, my neck down here. And it still grows oh. back. It's not, it's not as thick. It's not, like, as much hair. But it still grows back, yeah. 
So I don't use razors. I'm afraid of putting razors on my face. I can, I can shave my mustache, just my mustache and my chin, but I can't do my cheeks or my neck at all. I still have like textured skin on my neck from shaving in college. Just so y'all understand, I was in college 17 years ago. Just yeah. so we're all clear how long ago this was. And I still have these uh, scars and bumps on my neck. So I just use a, um, the, it is the Remington, no, it is the titanium Remington raise, uh, mustache trimmer that gets as close as I can get. It is not a perfect shave, but that's what I use to shave when I do drag. Yeah, I was going to do to echo Bob. I do not use like a Gillette for Glade. I don't use like sh I don't use razors on my face. I use everyone. Um, I use a T outline trimmer. All, all, all the black dudes. And I think white dudes know that when they give you when they give you a lineup. I use that to shave my face, and then I go in with one of those like foil uh buffer things, and I do that to get super close. But I I have you mean you mean the you mean the three or the two? Mine is the two. See, I can't even use those, even though they irritate my skin. Really? Even those. Yes, girl. I it is I would rather be a drag queen with a little bit of stubble than be a person with a with my skin all fucked up. I mean yeah. full tea. Yeah. Hey Monet and Bob. My name's Andy. Um I'm a patron and I wanted to ask, um, because recently a lot of my friends who are femme uh like have been talking about how a lot of uh women or femme people in the industry, like in show business, have to show up with their own wigs, do their own hair, um, and usually, you know, stuff that white people don't have to deal with, or people that don't have, um, like, 4A, B, or C hair have to deal with. So I was going to ask, like, what you guys thought about that, because it's obviously super unfair to uh, black people in general, and my question is, like, why don't we just hire more black hairstylists, because they know how to do all, all hair, white hair included. Whereas, like, the white hairstylists don't really know how to do anything except for their own hair and maybe wavy-ish hair. I think it is insane to hire black people and not have a black hairstylist. That does not even make sense to me. At all. It, it, that doesn't even make... And I bet a dollar the white hairstylist, when they see Nicole Byer's face or name on their sheet, they start sweating. They're like, I don't fucking know how to do this shit. I don't know what to do with Nicole be wearing... Because Nicole wears like really nice wigs, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I don't know if y'all don't know, for those of you who, don't, who probably don't know, it's not just putting a wig on. It is braiding your hair, putting a cap on that. Um, sometimes it is putting the cap on, cutting the lace off, gluing the cap down, gluing the wig onto that. Sometimes it is sewing the, 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 the wefts into the braids themselves. Like it's not just throwing a wig on your head. It's not that simple. Yeah. Um, so the idea, so I, I mean, Nicole Byers talked to me about it, uh, what, it, what it happened to her own makeup and her own hair. I, I've experienced that on, on sets where they, someone comes over to do my makeup and I end up looking ashy as hell. And I'm like, I'll just do it myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say with hair, um, like anytime I've done like any like little of like the few the what the four acting roles I've done, um, anytime there's like a white person in the makeup trailer, I'm like, oh lord, it's a white makeup artist. But lucky for me, the past and also because we're drag queens, they let us do our own. Like they they rarely not unless it's something super specific. Like when I did uh 
was it when I did uh, uh, Lovecraft Country, that was like a, a very specific time, like a, a very specific era. So they want, had something really specific. I was like, I know how to do what I do, like drag and glam stuff. You want this like 1950s eye. I don't do that. So like they helped me with that. But I again, with that, I did my whole foundation and everything else. And they just did my eye makeup. So that was like a little different. And with hair as well, um, they normally let you bring your own stuff unless it's something that's very period. So I haven't had to deal with that a whole bunch, but I do know people like Amanda Seals talks about it a lot. Um, Lonnie Love talks about it a lot. Regina King has talked about it a lot too. Like having black people in the hair and makeup team so they know what they're doing when it comes yeah. to black hair. And I stress out about it because whenever I do non-drag acting roles, I don't have a lot of experience with doing like uh, correction makeup on my natural face. So then someone tries to come in and I just end up looking crazy. Oh, we get it. You've done roles, not a drag. All right. Okay. Oh, my God. How about you? Oh, my God. Okay. So mine is like a little more like late 90s, early 2000s. But you know when girls used to get... um. I wish I had a picture of it. It would be like almost like like it would be like you could see the scalp, and it'd be like squeak like little swirls and squigglies, and it would have like a fall at the back. I wish I had to throw a sort of picture to show you. I I know I, my I, favorite. By the way, if you're just joining us, my name is Bob the Drag Queen. This is my drag sister Mona Exchange, and this there will be a video available of this on our Patreon later. If you want to join our Patreon, you can go over there. It is uh, just go to Google, type in sibling rivalry podcast patreon you'll find us now like my this. favorite what, what you see it? this oh i see what you mean yeah yeah for sure we, we, we would use the gel to like create all these looks and yes and i love stuff like that my personal favorite was the asymmetrical bob i loved an asymmetrical bob that's high on one side and then goes low to the other one <laughs> and then across the eye i used to love jamary j blige had one all I right bob, that was a little extra bob, bob said i love when it starts here and down here you did that was too much. <laughs> no, but you see the Ace my 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 aunt oh, Crystal yeah, had yeah. an asymmetrical bob for she had it way longer than it was hip to have it. I think she yeah. cut it in like the early two thousand like maybe two thousand uh ten. But um I yeah, I love the asymmetrical bob with an undercut. That was that was that was it. For me. I used to fucking love that one. And Dookie braids, love Dookie braids. Oh, I love Dookie braids. Love box braids. Like like po- like poetic justice. Those fucking poetic justice braids. I mean, they're just like a they're just a classic. They look so good. Um, um, hey, do you have you ever done this thing? Well, not done this. Have you ever experienced going to Amsterdam and literally all the white people have dreads and braids? No, but I went to uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> And as that, all the white people on their bikes with the like, I used to get them all the time, and it just like all the scars and the burns. And I think I really stopped after I saw some research that said that like black women have a higher risk of getting fibroids, like or black people with uter- uteruses have a higher chance of getting fibroids because that like barrier where chemical can enter into your body is a lot thinner. So shit is crazy. White supremacy is really killing people out here. That creamy, I mean, they, they, they called it creamy crack for a reason. It's like black, black women were addicted to it because it was the only way that they thought they could get a good job or like they wouldn't be fired. It was the only way to look presentable. Wait, it, it could seep from your scalp down to your uterus? That is wild. That is so I mean, scary. Blood, scary. I'm sure. You, you know, you know, you know, in your head, you have like, I think it's like three times more uh, um, veins and stuff up there than anywhere else in your body. That's why when you get hit in your head, bitch, you're bleeding. You're like leaking blood because there's so many uh, veins up there. Does that make sense? Oh, you bleeding, bleeding. You bleeding, bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) 
If you were just joining us, my name is Bob Drag Queen. This was Simone Exchange on the Stereo app, and um, there will be a video available this on our Patreon. If you want to see it, go over to Google, type in Sibling Rivalry Patreon, and join the over 10,000 people who are happy to be in our little community. You want to pick one more? Yeah. Hi, guys. It's Rachel. Um, I was wondering, what's the politics like for of black hair shops in America? I know that then they tend to be owned by East Asian people in America. In the UK, they're often owned by Southeast Asian um, uh, owners, like Indian, Indians, Pakistanis, Bangladeshis. And there's an issue of like, obviously, I know this is an issue everywhere, but they kind of follow you around the store. Um, but not many stores are owned by black people. Like, the, you, it's like very rare that you'll find a black hair shop that's owned by black people and then when you do go into a black hair shop the like the politics of it's so weird because they clearly are side-eyeing you the whole time it's gotten better but i wonder what the experience i mean i guess you guys are you are guys so maybe you won't know but what's it like going in black hair shops in the states you want to go? You a guy. You heard her? <laughs> you a guy. I'm gonna, I'm um, I, I will definitely say that it's not much different. Most black. Okay. The, okay. The hair salons, in my experience, are almost always black owned. But the hair product store, the, the beauty supply stores, are almost always owned by Asian people. And that is very, the, the following, the hurry up and buy, the... Hurry up and buy, bitch. Hurry up and buy. Girl, that shit is so fucking rude. Like, it it, it is a thing. But in my experience, the salons are typically black-owned. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So, Because I've been through a bunch, especially in Harlem, where it seems to be all African folk working. But but I don't know who, like, owns the store. I'm, like, I'm assuming it's African-owned, like, black African-owned, but I don't know for sure. But for... The one like right here by, by my place, the one I go to on one thirty seven, like they are African people working in there, so I'm assuming they're African owned, but I don't know for a fact. Work. Okay. Hi Bob, hi Monet, big fans, just joined the Patreon. Um, I just wanted Welcome. to know, like, growing up, did you guys have issues with black hair being called out for your hair? I went to a predominantly white school, and my hair was always the top the topic topic of the day so i just want to know if you guys had any um experiences like that love you guys so much because i've always been had like either low caesar or like bald i've never been in a, in a situation where my hair was the topic of conversation but i could only imagine how fucking annoying that must be to be in an all-white situation and people want to touch your big afro or people want to touch your kinky hair people want to touch your I, I that sounds so fucking annoying i can't even imagine so I had two. I had a couple experiences. Okay, growing up, having nappy hair, I would get made fun of by black people for having nappy hair and not having quote good hair unquote, or if I didn't have a relaxer. And then I got to high school and I grew my dreadlocks. And when I grew my dreadlocks, everyone loved my hair. Like all of a sudden, everyone loved. There were also people like like uh, Lil John, um, Lil Wayne growing dreadlocks, so it was like really popular in black culture to grow black hair. Then I went to a school, a college that was not a black college. I went to CSU and their girl having dreadlocks around white people is probably the most exhausting thing. I've had my hair compared to burnt Cheetos several times, several times. They kind of look like burnt burnt Cheetos. Cheetos. Oh my God. 
and like the people the 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 um desire to touch your hair it's it, it almost seems like they literally can't help themselves <laughs> like they it's it's like my hair is a white magnet and they will touch your hair like they will touch your ask you about it how long you've been growing it does it ask you does your hair smell do you wash your hair nigga do you wash your fucking hair of course <laughs> i wash my fucking like that was the craziest do you wash your hair how does it not stink i remember uh, telling a white person that i wash my hair once a week and this blew their mind it blew it knocked them off their gourd to undertake even before dreadlocks that I would wash my hair once a week. They were like, how? And I was like, my hair is not greasy. And washing your hair every day when you're a black person can be bad for your hair. It can dry it out. It can get yeah. it can start breaking off. It starts looking a little gray. Um, we're actually adding oil to our hair, whereas white people tend to be stripping the oil away from their hair. Oh my god, that's so interesting. So in college, I went I went to Westminster Choir College, a very white school in um in Princeton, New Jersey, and um so my roommate, my freshman, I mean my sophomore, yeah, my sophomore year, his name was Alex Alex Glover, Alex Glover, and every time I would come out, he would he would be perplexed by two things. A, he would gag that I would get out of the shower and I would lotion my body. He was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm." oiling i'm greasing my skin like i'm oiling my skin he's like why are you like taking low i was i did not know that white people did not use lotion like i did not know that they did not know what lotion was it which which was so crazy because every lotion commercial i would see on tv it was fucking white people so i was like how y'all not know white about this people. shit that you on tv so that was crazy to me and then i and then i would have my fucking grease that okay i forget the name of it because i haven't greased my head in so long it was the one that came in the little green jar y'all probably all know and um i would i would put it in my hair he was like what are you doing now i'm like i'm greasing my scalp he was like so you're adding oil to your hair? I'm like, yeah, because it gets dry. He is like, it would. He would was dumbfounded by me doing this stuff. I tell you what was culture shock for me when I found out that a lot of white people don't use washcloths. They would just Girl! put the bar of soap directly, <laughs> or they'll be in a in a shower that's like the pump, and they just take the the body wash and just rub their hands. And I'm like, but what about like knocking off the top five layers of skin? <laughs> <laughs> like black folks be trying to scrub off the epidermis and white folks oh, be like a little bit of soap <laughs> that should be so fun let's just another one hey bob and monet i'm one of your patrons from london and also from saint lucia so i'm one of monet's people but my question is yes! what is your craziest black barbershop experience because i know Sometimes black barbershops can be crazy. I've had people cutting my hair while drinking. There's been some like crazy conversations, misogyny, and sometimes you just leave with a wonky hairline. So I just wondered, what is your craziest black barbershop experience? Wait, Monet, why did you drag him for calling you Monet? He called you Monet. Shout out to St. Lucian West India Massive. Um, Mike, so I, tell me if your experience is Bob going to a black barbershop and being an in the closet queer, fat, gay, very feminine, big booty, walking with a switch ass nigga. I used to, I used to be so nervous going to the barbershop. I was like, these fucking niggas, they know what they know what's up, and I just felt like they knew how fucking gay I was. I used to hate going to the barbershop because I just felt so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable being around so, so like hyper masculine black dudes. 
It is scary. I, I always remember wishing that there was a black gay barbershop. I just always remember wishing, like, I just wish that somewhere in the city there was a black gay barbershop that I can go to so I can feel comfortable in there. One time I remember I would, uh, I was, I had finished my laundry and I was going to the barbershop, which used to be right across the street from my apartment when I used to live on Amsterdam Avenue. I don't know if you remember this or not. And bitch, one time Miss Cracker called me and was like, I'm going to the barbershop. She said, can I come? I said, uh, if you want. So as Miss Cracker is sitting in the barbershop with me in this, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know, I'm going to be honest or not, but Miss Cracker will hit on people. Oh. Any, anywhere. It does she not give matter. So my barber was this huge, I mean, massive, muscly, like uh, Dominican black guy. And Cracker was like hitting on him, but we were in, I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, they're about to whoop our gay asses <laughs> if you don't stop flirting with this massive, massive man. Anyway, my most extreme memory I remember was from childhood. I used to hate getting a haircut because I remember thinking the clippers were hot and sometimes they would catch your hair and the word, the two worst parts were getting the edge up because they they zzz, zzz, and it's like a little razor on your forehead and then they would uh put their hands in barbasol and rub your head yeah basically rubbing all of the open sores they just created on your head and i remember having a really rough experience like crying like i would always be i was a cry baby but this one barber was like they so they used to do this thing in the barbershop where they put this like bar over the seat so if you're a kid you can, you can sit, sit on, on the bar but i had yeah. i had just outgrown the, i had just outgrown the bar and this guy was really manhandling me. And I mean aggressively and being really proud of how he was showing me who was boss. And at one point he had my hand, my head under his hand, smushing it against the arm of the chair, trying to give me an edge up while I was crying. And I remember getting up and I was like, when I say crying, my entire face was wet from sweating, from crying, probably bleeding. Oh, no. and. And I remember telling my mom, I was like, we can never come back here. And, and he was just like, stop being a baby. Don't act, like a, don't act like a girl. And like holding my head really tough, pulling my head, like, just like, I mean, truly manhandling, manhandling me. And I was a child. Um, and then my mom, I remember that was the day we never went back to the barbershop again. That was, I can't even imagine what my mom was going through because all the guys in the barbershop like, were like rooting him on for like beating up this little sissy boy. That's so crazy. Oh, little Bob, Bob. Oh. I know. I want to give you a hug. Yeah, that was a rough, that was a rough one. I'm, I'm, I'm still traumatized sometimes by that memory of being beat up by this. It felt that's what it felt like. I got beat up by this man. He was huge, and I was a kid. You know. Well, well, did you ever, did you ever like try to stop acting like a girl? You, uh, as you can see. No. <laughs> hey, Bob Monet, it's Salim, the fe a fellow Patreon. Um, so I joined into your life for a little bit, uh, but I was working earlier. So, anyways, my question for you guys is: What's the worst thing that you've done to your hair? So, like for me, growing up, like I used to really, be, it was really sad, but like I was really obsessed with straightening my hair. And I didn't know how to properly do it. So I literally used to take, like, wash my hair and straight out of the, this is the worst thing, straight out of the shower, take the flat iron to my hair and straighten it. While my hair oh, was God. wet and all you heard was, Shh. like, that was Girl. the worst. 
<laughs> it was terrible. But and it and on top of that, my hair used to be relaxed. But anyways, that's the worst thing I've done to my hair. I still cringe to this day. Is there anything that you guys have ever done, uh, you know, growing up that you've done to your hair that was just terrible for it? First of all, I don't know a whole bunch about hair care, but getting, kicking your wet hair and putting a flat iron on it sounds insane. It sounds, it sounds a little bit dangerous. I think the worst thing I ever did to my... Okay, for, the worst thing I ever did to someone's hair was actually to my brother's hair. My my brother... I, I'll never, this is what day I remember, too. My brother wanted to go to... We had Six Flags season passes, um, but my brother wanted to go with his friend, but his afro was just so unhinged. It was just wild. He could not get his afro under control, and he didn't want to go out because we, we, we were ashamed of our afro. So if it wasn't in cornrows, it had to be... Like you couldn't just go out with afro it had to be cornrows like everyone who had an afro they were all in cornrows no one had their hair out in the fro when i was in high school at my school anyway so what happened was we were i don't know if you ever hot ironed your hair hot hot ironed your hair before or i mean hot comb hot your hair or hot comb you take, hot comb hot comb so you take what you do is you take a little bit of the hair you cover it in grease you take a a comb that is metal off the stove. Stove, yes. I don't know if y'all hear what I'm saying. It was on the stove, and then you lay it up against the hair, and it, and it, and it does it straightens the hair. It's actually it's wild how quick it happens. But I remember hot ironing my brother's entire head in like 30 minutes. Me and him alone in the house because he wanted to go to Six Flags, but didn't want to look crazy. So I hot ironed his entire head, and then we wrapped it up in a do rag so that it would be kind of manageable so that he could go out. And I also used this thing where I would take a towel, you wet your hair, and you just rub the towel in circles on your head, and it makes dreadlocks for you, but they're really uneven, and um, it's just tangling your hair. It's not like when I had dreadlocks the other way, where you do them in little squares and have beeswax and all that stuff. Did you, did so, you, oh my God, so when you got your dreads done, you probably had that awkward dreadlock phase, the one where they're not super, they're just like those little, little coils. Was that you? You know, I had yeah, I had those the really short coils for a while, but my hair is so nappy that it dreaded really quickly. They were like, "It'll be like five months." My hair was like, "Bitch, I'll see you in three weeks." <laughs> <laughs> Work. Oh yeah, let's take a little break. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Um, I know for me, I, I put a lot of stress on myself. I'm in the process of trying to buy a home and I just moved to Los Angeles and I have two partners. <laughs> so there's a lot going on in my life and uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line, it's not self-help, it is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many, many areas. Now the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room um, like you do with traditional therapy. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com rivalry. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offers for sibling rivalry listeners get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com rivalry. Is music a big part of your life? Let me tell you about Anchor, Spotify's podcasting platform. They're creation tools that allow you to easily and quickly record and edit right from your phone or computer. And best of all, Miss Stang, she is free. With Anchor, you can create a Music Plus talk show. With Music Plus Talk, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. Alongside talk segments featuring your commentary, Miss Day, this is revolutionary. This is the future. This is happening now. Music Plus Talk is a new way to create with all the music that you love. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's from music analysis, your own radio show, a hosted playlist, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something the world's never heard before. You can do it with Anchor Music Plus Talk. Anchor will even help publish your show on Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Got an idea for a Music Plus Talk show? Just head over to anchor.com fm slash music plus talk. That's anchor.fm slash m-u-s-i-c-p-l-u-s-t-a-l-k to sign up for Anchor and make your own Music Plus Talk show for free. All right, we're back. Here we go. My name is William. Um, I'm a patron, recent patron. Um, And I'm also curious, do you ever find yourself picking your hairstyle based on the venue, the area, etc.? Or does that even play a factor into when you choose what wig to wear? No, I wear, I I, I mean, I pick my hair based on the look, Uh, not like the area I'm going to be in. Oh, I'm going to be in London, so maybe I shouldn't wear, no, I wear wear whatever, whenever. It's just like what works or complements my look the most. The best. The only two, the only two things that go into my hair choice are the outfit I'm wearing and what wigs I have clean and ready to be <laughs> in style. I mean, I, I went through a, I went through a really long phase where I was uh, wearing almost exclusively my hair pulled back in this big, big afro. Um, but I haven't worn it since I've been in LA because all my hair is in storage, and I have this one massive, massive afro. You can see it in my. Uh, on my Instagram, and also it's in Monet's video, uh, March. It's no, it's not. It's huge afro that I, it, it fully is. Anyway. No, we didn't, we, we, we didn't end up using it, just so we're clear. We didn't end up using it, something else. We'll use, well, you should have. Um, I have this this big fro that I that I wear sometimes, which is just my it's my one it's my favorite hair to wear. It's a little bit of a chore. Monet thinks Monet thinks me gluing my lace down every time I do drag is just insane. You did it on the tour though. I know the tour doesn't mean, but that's again we were on a tour. Yeah, it's just it's I don't know. I it's insane to me that you fucking glue that. Sh- that's crazy to me. <laughs> 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 uh, 
No, bald people do not wear do rags. Um, also, his voice is very sexy. Um, no, bald people do not wear do rags. When I had my little man weave, though, I definitely had to have a do rag on for that, and it was the first time I had a do rag in years. But bald people, I just wake up. I mean, I will say I don't. Um, I don't grease my hair anymore. I don't because I don't know. I don't have to grease my scalp anymore for some reason. That was the only thing that's really changed. I mean, can we stop shaming men for wearing toupees? Like, it's so weird. I let me tell you, what I do is I I shave my head with uh, clippers, not a razor. I do not wear a do rag or anything at nighttime. I do uh, condition my scalp, uh, but I also have like eczema on my scalp as well. So I do um, condition my scalp, which has helped with that. But there's there's practically no maintenance. All right, let's take uh, three more and we'll be done. Hi, Bob and Monet. I love you both. And I am convinced that I am y'all's 10,000th Patreon follower because <laughs> when I signed up, the next thing I got on, y'all said you were at 10,000. But either way, <laughs> I just wanted to know with wigs and you guys have to buy so many different ones what is the most you've spent on a wig because you know there's a difference between the synthetic and those real ones and then you want the lace and the custom line so yeah monet let me take this please y'all i've been debating if not i should drag this person i purchased a wig from someone on instagram i paid fifteen hundred dollars for a human 30 inch wig what I ended up getting was a 15 inch wig with 30 inch tracks sewn into it. So I had a mullet, it was, but not like a nice, not like a fierce mullet. It was like the front of the wig was short and the back of the wig was long. It is completely unusable. I wore it one time and Monet laughed at me and I deserved it. And I, I wrote him back and he was like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I could, first of all, it's, he missed the deadline of getting me the wig by six months. Bob, drag that bitch. I, say his fucking name. Honestly, say his name, bitch, because that's shady. That is so fucking rude and shady. Honestly, I'm going to. This is my first time saying it, but I'm going to do a whole, I might do a whole video about it. It was an Instagram yeah, account called video. So Magnificent. It was called So Magnificent. Um, and he, he has these videos where he's in his driveway throwing his hair and it looks really amazing. But the wig I ordered was just a rap and I talked to other folks and they were like, Yeah, girl, she's she fucking got me too. Gag. Girl, that was so I had my phone down for that one. That's so shady. Um so the most expensive wig most I expensive have. Wig. Most expensive wig. Okay, well I have two things I want to talk about. One, one of my most expensive wig is a human hair wig. But like so human so like human hair wigs are so interesting because you so you buy the unit, then you get it made I mean, you, got, you, you buy the unit, then you have to buy bundles, and you, then you have to give someone to put the bundles in, then you have to get someone to... I have three now that I have to get someone to ventilate, um, go with or go home in L.A. You then you So after you've already bought this wig for, let's say, $320, you bought the bundles that are like another 300 bucks. So that's like 300 So that's $620. Then you have to send it to someone to do a custom hairline for you. That costs $800. So now this is not what? This is now $1,420. Then when you get the custom hairline, then you have to pay someone to color it for you. Then that's another... 220 bucks so at, at this point and then every time it gets styled and then every time it gets styled there's more money added onto it there 
yeah, so just like for it to just be usable, I've already spent $2,220 on this wig. And then every time you get a reason, if, if I don't curl it myself, which is why during quarantine I taught myself how to curl because I'm like, I need to learn how to fucking curl hair. I cannot pay someone every time for this. So that's one thing. But so that's probably each of my human hair wigs that is like a custom color. Those are each like about $2,000. Um, and then when Bob and I went to Florida to do something, I came back and we ended up getting a wig. I'm a, if, if you're getting, watching this video later down the line, you'll see the wig. I ended up getting, we were at this place and they're like a beauty bar and they were really great. They were really fierce. And I was like, oh, I want one of these wigs. And they're like, yeah, we'll get you one. We'll get it made, blah, 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 blah. Now, mind you, I have many full lace braided wigs. This is a full lace braided human hair wig. Uh, well, it, well, it's full lace, but obviously when you braid hair, you add synthetic hair into it to get the length. So this is not all human hair. The hair probably stops here, and they add this for the length. So in the past, I paid about $450 for all of my other box braid wigs like that. When I got the bill for this, she was like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is going to be $950. I was like, $950 for what? Wait, was, was, this the one, was this the one down in uh, yes, Florida? Yes, yes. And, girl, they got you together. And they were making they were making sure you could not leave that room without that wig, girl. They they were like, <laughs> oh, girl, they got you together. They gathered you like, the, like those fucking braids. <laughs> I gagged. So that was expensive. Something I did not anticipate paying. But, yeah, there we are. So here's my here's my thing too. I um my most expensive other most expensive wig is a wig that I made myself. I went and I bought like several bundles, and I ended up making a full human hair unit. You can if you want to see, you can go to my Insta my YouTube and uh, look up my Morticia look. I made that wig. When I say made, I mean I ventilated the entire hairline, which is goes about halfway back. I tied all. I mean I really made this entire fucking wig. From scratch, I will never do it again, <laughs> ever once in my life. But if you look at my Morticia Adams look on Instagram or on my YouTube, that's the wig that I made, and it cost me about about a thousand dollars just to make it. Gag. But but the time. How much time did it take you to ventilate that whole thing and do the whole thing? How much time? I took I took breaks, but it I, it was six months. But I also was taking big breaks. I mean, I did most of it in like two weeks, and then I just kind of got home and got lazy, and then I finished it during quarantine. Got it. Hi, Monarella. Hi, Bobina. Um, I just had this big question. How the fuck do y'all secure your wigs when you're bald? Like, do you wear a wig cap and then pin it to that? Or do you just hot glue the shit to your head? It's, like, been bothering me for a while, and I'm not super familiar with hair. Um, anyway, love you both. A lot of people ask us this. People ask me yeah, all the time. Yeah, they be confused. They be so confused. I mean, I just, I, and I think Bob does the same too. We just glue their hairline around. Bob and I are just not queens that lose our wigs. Like these queens like Monique that cannot keep a wig on her head. I am genuinely confused as to why that is. I think Bob and I both, just, we just glue the hairline and then that's it. I don't, I don't get the, my wig can't stay on girl. I don't, I don't know. The, yeah. I don't know the, the life. So, I use Krylon Mastix P Spirit Gum, which is a sweat-proof uh, glue made yeah. for gluing down wigs and rhinestones and stuff. It's, it's for adhering stuff to your body. And if you're watching, like, this wig is on my... I mean, I can get it off, but it is... It is... You have to, like, knock this wig off my head if you wanted to get this off. Like, you have to, like, literally try to get it off my head. And then the other way, if I have to wear something really, really heavy which is not often, I will duct tape my head and then pin it to the duct tape. I've never done the, I've never literally not once ever done the duct tape thing, but same with me. This wig is like on my head. Like, look, you have to, oh. 
Mona, you are so ridiculous. No, I did not glue this wig today. I did not glue. But that's the thing about being a black queen, honey. I can be bald and still sell the fantasy. I mean, you do look really great. All right, Mo. Um, we did another um, stereo. I really. This feels like we have, we have a little radio show. <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> um, well, we'll see you all next time. And also, if you join our Patreon, you can help us. Thank, thank you to our patrons for helping us pick this topic. Yeah. Our patrons do help us decide what we're going to talk about. And also, if you want to know our schedule, we, we post our stereo schedule exclusively on Patreon. All right. Peace, everyone. Bye. A podcast network.